Welcome, everybody, to another episode of El Cafecito. My name is Leonardo Casenza. I'm your host for this third season, and I'm sharpening my pencils. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Guilherme. It's very, very nice to be back after a brief hiatus. And the first day of school is always the worst day of school. Hola, hello, Cubo. My name is Raquel, and I didn't go to my first day of class this semester. Ooh, let's, oh, let's not forget, let's remind everyone that El Cafecito is sponsored by the Latin American Studies Program at the University of Toronto. I can't forget that always. But we're here to talk about going back to school, and I was reflecting about it, and it's interesting how our life cycles um, in the past, for me, 21 years, in moments where I'm studying and moments where I'm not studying. And I think I have this, this general... A preoccupation to try to work and try to study when I'm not studying in this period where I'm in my holidays, but it's hard to focus, right? And I think I've had, I had a five-month period, especially in quarantine, of bare intellectual production. So I don't think I worked as much as I should. And it's usually because of the holidays, right? And I, I wonder if you all had that and, and what, what's the feeling of going back to school um, after coming from a period of break? I don't think I had a break. Um, I'm saying that because this summer I was working on different projects and comparing to my summer breaks during high school, um, I didn't have, let's say, a week or two of like going to the beach or traveling and like seeing friends um, as I used to do when I was in high school. Um, so that feeling, I, I think I have a different feeling this time that we came back to school a few weeks ago, uh, comparing to the ones I, I experienced uh, when I was in high school. Yeah, um, I feel like we're in a different phase in life now, right? Because when you, well, I completely agree with what you're saying, Raquel. When I was in, in high school or middle school or whatever, I always felt like um, I never did anything during the holidays. I traveled, I went out with friends, and I was generally just... Uh, bantering about but um, this summer for example I, I also didn't I don't feel like I had a break of course I had a break because um, the day-to-day is a lot easier in the summer even if I'm still doing some work which I did um, I was also uh, partaking in a few different projects I was taking some summer courses as well but again taking two classes and doing like one or two projects is nothing compared to what we usually do during fall and winter so I still do think we had a break, but it's not a break in the sense of doing nothing as it um, usually was in high school. Because even in my first summer of university, I still had, you know, projects and other things I was doing. Again, as opposed to doing absolutely nothing, which was the case. Well, wasn't it good? Wasn't it good when like we, this feeling of going, going to breaks and doing summer vac- vacations, especially back home and being in high school and knowing that you could do absolutely nothing for like a, a month? was well, such a great feeling and i think nowadays you have this good old days and you have now the productive yeah. pressure of having to of having to to produce even in the moments where we are trying to have a break right yes yes i feel that university um has it's a as, as Guillermo said like it's a different experience you're always doing something you there, there's something else that needs to be done right and I, I miss those times in high school and the summer breaks where like you don't even um, remember what day it was or what time like you were waking up. But now because we have assignment or project proposals to submit, we are always like having something else to do. But it's nice. It's a different experience. I think it's, it 
shows that we are growing, that we are working on the things we like, hopefully. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, comparing to like the first day of school, when we were in high school or primary school, how, how do you feel about coming back this semester? I'm less excited than I usually am because I remember that from uh, between first and second year of university, I was very excited to come back. I was looking at my classes. I was researching my professors and I was very, very, yeah, like psyched to be back. It was going to be, I was like, wow, what a fun year. Um, and not that I'm thinking it won't be a fun year this time. Actually, I like my classes this year a lot more than I did last year, but it's um, just by not being able to have all of them in person and it being so different, really, it just, um, it makes it less exciting for me. It makes it more like, uh, I have more of a, not a dread, but a feeling of when is this going to be over and not of, oh, I'm so excited for the, for the year. Yeah, really, it's the, the COVID pandemic. It really affects everything, you know. It doesn't feel, and I think that's the general vibe I get from, from talking to people, is that it doesn't feel like we're back to class yet. It's just there, there wasn't this period of like, oh, returning to class and sitting down and having the whole physicality of being in class and, and listening to the professor. It's being online has such, this, has, has this glass window, this 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 uh this block between the people that i think the, in a way affected how i'm returning to school it doesn't feel like i'm still getting the motion of like going to classes because they're not really in person it's not it's not like i have that routine of of going to university and then coming back so it's 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 definitely different compared to how it used to be um especially back home when when high school was so certain and i knew that it was um, arriving there at 7.30 a.m. and leaving at 3 p.m., right? Unlike university where I knew that I'd arrive at like 9 p.m. and I wouldn't know what time I'd leave usually throughout the day. But do you guys have, I'm sorry, do you guys have no classes online? I mean, in person, like at all? I have like a, a few right now. No, no all no. my classes are online. And what Leah said just reminded me of like the idea of, like now that I'm doing online school, there's no, I don't feel that there's, a separation between a school and my personal life because I'm doing everything on like my computer or using some kind of social media to interact with friends, family, peers, co-workers. So it's a like I don't have that feeling of oh I'm gonna school just ended I'm gonna go home uh, have lunch and do my assignments. Now here is just like waking up, um, going to lecture, going to my tutorials doing my readings, doing my assignments, working for like the different things that, or projects that I have to do. And then suddenly it's already 11, 12 p.m. I, and I feel that I didn't disconnect from the online platforms that I, I have to use. Gilly is living a special life. He still has in-person classes, so he can, he can have a taste of what normal life is. He doesn't go through these struggles of like sitting down and, oh man, having having a Tuesday class, for example, where you have to sit down for two hours and then have a break for one hour and then sit down for two hours again in a Zoom class. And the anxiety increases when you're when there for more than an hour and I start to fiddle with things and I have to control myself not to like escape somewhere else because it's, it's just so infuriating to be um, sitting down for such, such a long time. So there's definitely many, many, many differences um, compared to normal school. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I, I, I think I am. I do. I, I'm extremely lucky that I have um, free classes in person this semester, which is absolutely un, un, not normal right now. And I'm very glad that I do. 
Um, and I have a different sort of stress, actually, because I have, uh, this is funny, I have a class in person that ends at 12, but then I have a class in, in uh, online that also starts at 12. So I have 10 minutes to get from campus to my house, which is always a really, very really fun race that I have to play. Nice. How, how are, like, now that you have in-person classes, what's the, what's the environment in, in the class? Like, are students keeping their distance? Um, how's the professor interacting with the students? What's that class dynamic? I mean, I think it's very weird to have. Um, what I don't like about class right now in general is that we have this, the model of in-person and Zoom at the same time. Frankly, I think it should be, the, the university should, be, should, should have chosen to have um, two. If, if you're going to have in-person sections, I think there should be the in-person section and then the professor should have a sit down and have his Zoom section another time. Because I think it's absolutely unfair with the students that are on Zoom. I feel like that uh, the professors are, I can see the professors are trying, but it is very difficult to keep uh, the in-person people and the Zoom people engaged and interacting throughout a lecture. So I do think that they should be separate sections. But I do think that the, 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 the students are keeping their distance. Uh, campus is very different, it's very empty, which is weird. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it's absolutely necessary. And um, the, a bunch of chairs are blocked off. You can't be like, near anyone. So I do think the University of Toronto um, is doing a fantastic job there. With the few classes they are having in person, they are um, making sure that the infrastructure is safe uh, for everyone in these times. Yeah, I actually had that experience because I'm, I'm taking a, a class um, offered by the Mississauga campus. And that's why I said I didn't go to my first day of class, because it seems that that campus has a different schedule than the St. George campus. And I didn't know. So we started on like the, the 10th and they started the 9th. So I didn't go to my class. Uh, but it's a class that is offered online and in person. And I totally agree what you're saying, because it like the professor is talking to the students in class, but then we cannot hear what the students are saying. So then the professor has to repeat what they said. And like, just by repeating what they say, you, you can just like lose what the, some of the information that the students were like talking about. And it just... I feel that we are losing a lot of time just by repeating what one, is, one person is saying and then going back to other other person. So I don't know, there's the communication between, especially between students, it's not as as smooth as in tutorials when we used to have tutorials in person. So in-person tutorials, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say that actually. I don't know if you guys agree, but I, like, I, I do have lectures online as well. I don't have everything in person, obviously. And I, I think lectures online are like, of course, they're not ideal, but I think they're like, okay, like they're doable. But I loathe tutorials online. That is the worst thing I've ever had to do in my, okay, that's an exaggeration. But it is something so annoying. I already hate tutorials. Okay, I don't hate tutorials in person. I already, I'm not a fan of the, the concept of tutorials in, um, in person already, but online, it's absolutely, yeah. I can't. <laughs> talk, and there's nothing you can do then I'm, I'm sitting in a breakout room for 15 minutes with oh my God. and it's I, I, I seriously last <laughs> I'm not gonna say what class it was for, but I was sitting in a breakout room for I'm, I'm not even kidding 20 minutes and I didn't say no one was saying anything after the initial five minutes and I considered leaving it was I, I can't deal with these uncomfortable situations wow. I'm really bad at dealing with, <laughs> with yeah. this awkwardness it is very awkward indeed. Uh, one of my classes, <laughs> it was we had the break. Um, uh, let's say that class was from two, 12 to 2. So it was like one ten. we had a break. And 
I don't know why my professor uh, put us in breakout rooms for the break and we were all just like so it's a break or are we supposed to be talking to like our peers what are we supposed to do and breakout rooms oh my god I'm just sick of them I like or everyone is talking and like you cannot get to a concrete idea or like a specific argument or no one is talking so then you're like what do we have to do and then like not everyone is turning their cameras on and that's fine um but you just don't know how to interact with with the, your other classmates and it's a it's not a fun experience and i feel that that's just at the end affecting our learning especially if you don't have those positive contributions to the class and another thing that I, I I remember now, like a lot of my professors have increased student participation in their um, discussion forums or the discussion boards. So now for most of my classes, I have to post weekly um, comments on readings or on my peers' comments. So it just it just adds more work to um, like each week. Uh, which is something that I don't know if that's the best way to make sure that students are doing the readings and that students are engaging with their peers. But I'm not a huge fan of them. Yeah, it definitely interrupts uh, the organization and flow of debate. It's already hard when you're already in class and in person with people hand, having their hands up. Imagine in Zoom, it adds this extra barrier and it's really hard to organize ideas. And that sense of organizing ideas, I was thinking if you all organize yourselves in a specific way before going into class, like is there an emotional preparation that you, that you undergo in order to like get into class first um, and especially in the first few weeks? Or is it just a spontaneous move? Because at least for me, I try to prepare emotionally as much as I can. But in the end, it's always like a shock of like, oh, man, OK, I'm back to class. It's new responsibilities, new work, like uh, new, uh, new work plan and new time schedule. Yeah, I think I definitely try to prepare myself, um, not only like emotionally, emotionally, but also just uh, maybe the day before, like sitting down and like writing all the tasks that I have to do for that class and checking. I have Notion. I don't know if this is not a, an advertisement, but I have Notion. Notion is this app that it has not saved my life. That's a very um, traumatic to say, but it just, it has helped me uh, visualize the things I have to do. So I have this uh, template and I have this calendar where I can see all the assignments all the information about the assignments, information about the class. Um, so that just keeps me motivated and at the same time organized because I have a lot of things um, going on. So just being able to see that and making sure that I'm not missing an assignment or a participation mark that I have to complete. So that's something that I do. And I also have a, a planner, like a physical planner. So uh, checking it at the, like, after I had breakfast and then at, at night, just making sure that what activities I have to do uh, so I can be prepared for, for my classes. But I think that's what I do. I don't think I'm, I'm doing any um, other preparation than I usually do. I'm just, the only thing that I'm doing now differently is that I'm using um, an online calendar. But that's less for me because of any changing circumstances and more because I'm very prone to forget things. And then I think that's gonna be a good improvement of my life. But 
No, I think I, I don't think I'm doing anything in particular to prepare myself. Not really. I'm just trying to be as organized as I can be, more organized than I usually am um, this year, so I can, you know, get my life uh, in order as much as I can. Fair. What about you, Leo? I don't think I, I, there's the organizational aspect, but I think it's organic in many ways because you use, it's hard when you set up uh, tasks and objectives in the beginning of the semester and then the semester happens and all of these things change and all the objectives change. So it's really hard to have like a timetable that extends for a long period. It's usually changed throughout the week and the activities that you're going to do change throughout the day. And it depends on how I'm feeling uh, throughout the day. Maybe it's a bad day. Maybe it's a good day. If it's a good day, I'm going to be able to go through all the tasks. If not, I'm not. Um, so sometimes it's hard to prepare emotionally for this. And it's, it's, it's just the process of, of going through it and then organically developing a timetable, a schedule, something planned, something that fits the, the, the purpose of, of what's happening at that moment. Yeah, I think that's important. Just remember that we, we deserve to have good and bad days and like, it's hard to keep um, like one, like a schedule or a routine. But I think that at least for me, it, it, it's a relief to have and like something where I can put all the things I have to do and then be, be able to strike or cross out like the things that I've already done. I think that's a good feeling that I'm not necessarily pro being very productive, but just like that I've been able to accomplish something, even if it's just like doing laundry or cooking. Okay, I have another question. What, so if you can give one advice to a first year student that is an international student from Latin America, what would it be? It's a great question. I, it's a great <laughs> question. Wait. Uh... Well, I think I'd say que lo aguantes, que lo aguanta. Because um, <laughs> it's going to be, if you're a freshman and you're incoming to whatever university it is, it might be University of Toronto, it might be a university in Europe or in even Latin America or in the United States. It really doesn't matter. It is going to be a difficult and different year. It's, you're not going to have the typical freshman experience. However, this is going to pass at some point. So even though your first year might suck, it might be amazing even though you're doing it online. It might be, still be amazing. You got to think that you're still going to come to campus. You're still going to meet the people. You have still three years ahead of you. So you don't have to worry that much. Solo hay que aguantar this first year. And then your second year surely is going to be a lot better. That's a good one. Yeah. I would say, I would say that it's, it's important to be responsible. Um, and the tasks that you had ahead of you are important. But they're not everything. And that being in first year means that you have a lot of time ahead of you, despite it not looking like it, but you still have. And the tasks are responsibilities that you must have to go through, but that they're not a uh, essential part of your life. So the, so you have to control yourself in the amount of work that you're doing, especially, and devote some time to social, to being social and to just giving some time back to yourself to relax. I think that's a good advice. And um, it's, yeah, I'll say that. That's it, yeah. What about you, Raquel? I like what you said. Yeah, I think that's important to remember. Um, if, you, if you're not sure about attending an event or joining a class or a club or just like trying to meet friends, I don't know, just go for it. Like if you 
if you're really curious about something, just try it out. And if you don't like it, you can always leave. But at least you had the experience of, of trying it out. Um, not everything has to be for like something that you like. Uh, but I think that's one of the great things about um, attending a big university such as U of T. There, there are a lot of clubs. There are like cultural and political and social and like professional clubs. But there are also like the, for example, the Oda soccer team or the, I'm, I'm thinking of other clubs. But yeah, there are just like ton of tons of clubs that you can be part of and then you can explore. So I think that's a, a good thing to do. Just there, there are many opportunities. There are many things happening at U of T. So just try it out. If you like it, you can you can stay. If not, at least you have the experience. And a parenthesis here, it's like this is a special year that we're still in COVID, there are online yep. classes. So this is not U of T. U of T is, yes, the classwork and a lot of classwork and you're going to get burdened by it. But it's also so many other things that happen on campus and that exist in campus life and the college that you have and these kinds of interactions that you that you have in, on campus um, that actually make U of T the real experience that you want to have. So this is just as a bracket that it's only a first year uh, that's that's this really is going to happen. And in the following years, you're going to have a real university experience. So hang on tight. Yes, that's that's true. Okay, and I yeah, have one more question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask um, if there are any tips that you have to share with with the students. Maybe they're first year students or upper year students that are coming back to to school this semester. Uh, any type of tips related to how to read a PDF or how to take notes. I don't know. Any tips for students? There's one thing that I learned in my, I'm in my third year. Wow, I'm getting old. In my third year of university, there's one thing that I learned is that taking notes on the computer is terrible. Unless you're super focused and you have zero like inclinations to go to another website, take notes um, in paper. Because I, for example, I used to think that taking notes on my computer was great and I used to do that, but um, I am very... I, I'm not great at focusing for long periods of time. So if there's um, a machine such as a computer in which I can do a hundred million different things, I'm very prone to not taking notes and actually doing something else. So if you're like me, take notes using pen and paper because that will save you a lot of stress down the line. I think I, I, I used to take notes on pen and paper when I switched to computer. I think you, you can develop the focus. It's just a matter of developing it, you know, and it takes, it's hard. And some people say that it's actually research has proven that uh, writing is better than actually typing, but you have this pros and cons. At least for me, I'd say for people entering first year, it's, it's really daunting to have <clears throat> the first academic essays and have to write them and have to write abstracts and like the really nitty gritty details of writing an academic paper. And I think um, going to the writing centers is a first step that it's really, they're usually, I don't know what's, how it's working now with COVID, probably they're still online um, is the first tip. And the second tip is using this program called Zotero. And Zotero comp compiles, um, it, it creates uh, references for you. So you have to just input the data there, then it creates the references for you. And it even has a Google extension that you can click on and it will offer and it will directly link the reference to uh, the program. 
So that's a def definitely a good uh, tip for people entering first year because it's really annoying to have to do the references by hand and the program just uh, does it for you. That's a great tip. I actually use that for my research projects. It just keeps me, like helps me uh, keep track of all the, the readings and articles that I have to do. Um, I think I have two, two tips. The first one is uh, as a University of Toronto student, you have access to Microsoft uh, 365, I think so, or Office 365. And you, there are a lot of apps that you can use. So for example, I use OneNote to take notes. And um, I'm, I'm really fortunate to have a, a computer that also works as a tablet. So I can type my notes, but at the same time, I, I really like having the, the printouts of the, like the um, it's slides that my professors are posting. And then I can add notes right next to each slide. So that helps me keep track of, of what the professor is saying and at the same time add my own thoughts or ideas about the topics that are being discussed. The next um, tip is uh, Google, uh, sorry, it's not a Google. I think it's a Chrome extension that is called um, OneTab. So when, I don't know, at least I'm a humanities student and I have to do a lot of readings, a lot of papers that I need to check. So I'm, when I'm working on an assignment, I usually have like more than 20 tabs open on my Chrome. But this app, this extension, sorry, when you click on it, it helps you, it will just like create a list of all the tabs that you had open. And then you can put a name to, to this list and then block the list. So every time that you go back to this extension, you can look at the uh, websites that you had open and you can keep track of all the uh, websites that you were checking. So I think that's a, a great way to keep track of all the websites that you had open for an assignment. These are definitely good tips. And I, and I'd say that another one is going to the UFT events. I think that UFT is still offering a lot of online events, but usually they're in person um, lectures and talks and uh, academic panels, panels, and these are really important to, to develop your studies further. So I think it's interesting sometimes to just um, check out these sources. I think, for example, um, each um, college and each uh, faculty has its own website with their own, uh, with their own events, which is hard to find sometimes. But for example, you can find the faculty that you're more interested in. For example, I'm interested in the Monk School, and I picked the Monk School website, and there they list all the events that they'll have throughout the week. So it's it's interesting to follow the events that are that will complement your studies sometimes. That's a good one. And that reminds me of the CLNX website for U of T students. And there are a lot of workshops for you to like help you develop your leadership skills or like time management skills. So that there are just I think a lot of opportunities. It's just like you have to do your work to find them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do have to do your work, but on, honestly, you'd still have to do your work to find them, um, even if you were in campus and everything was normal, because finding things happening in U of T, there's a hundred million things happening um, weekly, but it's not always the easiest thing to know what you're happening. So at least in that sense, I think it's still the same. You have to put in effort to find out where things that you are interested in, that you're interested in are happening and when they're happening, how they're happening and um, all of that. Yeah, that's the effort that you have to be willing to put to to get the most out of it, right? And and that's what I did in first year. I planned it out and I thought about all the places I wanted to go and I checked them out, checked the website, checked the Facebook groups. And that's where I found Olas, that's where I find Browser, and that's where I finally got involved in the things that interested me. 
So it's important to do this. It's important to put some work into to getting the social aspects and the extracurricular aspects um, on board so that you can uh, get the most out of university. Yeah, that's totally right. And I, I think we can keep it short this time and I'll close it for now. So I'd like to thank both of you for coming. It was nice to be back in this round of debates and talking about coming back to school. And as always, El Cafecito is available on Spotify, Sound, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Thank you, everyone. And bye-bye. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Take care.